Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in John chapter 9, verses 24 through 41. This is the third devotion we've done in a lengthier passage where Jesus heals a man born blind. In our previous devotion, we looked at the man's parents who waffled and wavered in terms of their associating with Jesus because of the Pharisee religious elites who hate Jesus, hate the gospel, and today we're going to see how the man himself responds under the same pressure. So the Pharisees are trying to figure out details surrounding this blind man being given sight. Who did it? How did he do it? It all took place on the Sabbath, so they're upset with Jesus about that. Let's jump into verse 24. So for the second time, they called the man who had been blind and said to him, give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. What they're saying is Jesus is a sinner. Jesus certainly didn't do this. And so if you want to credit this supernatural act to someone, give glory to God, not Jesus. Verse 25, the man answered, whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I've told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? So already the man who was born blind and has been healed is taking a little bit of a different tact and tone with the Pharisees than his parents. His parents didn't want to have anything to do with associating with Jesus in front of these intimidating religious elites. The man doesn't have the same perspective. kind of like this guy. I think his question is facetious. Do you want to become one of his disciples? In other words, why are you asking me all these questions again? I already told you what happened. You're so fixated on this that it sounds like you must want to be one of his disciples too, which the man would clearly have known they had no interest in. But the man coming at the Pharisees like this, showing a little bit of chutzpah, torques him off. Verse 28, and they reviled him saying, you are his disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. So they're saying, no, no, you can be a disciple of his. We aren't a disciple of his. We are disciples of Moses. And the reason we're disciples of Moses is because we know that God spoke to Moses. Note in that previous passage, they said that they don't know where Jesus comes from, which inspires the man to respond this way in verse 30. The man answered, why, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Right there, the man is just reiterating what was a common understanding among the Jewish people back then, and he continues in verse 32. Never since the world began, has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind? If this man, Jesus, were not from God, he could do nothing. So the man continues to push on these Pharisees, on these religious elites. They're getting more angry with him. Verse 34, they answered him, you were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. So they're saying, bro, sit down. You were born with this disability, which is because of sin in your life, which Jesus debunked earlier, but that's what these guys believe. We're the educated ones. We weren't born with disabilities, indicating that we didn't have some crazy sin in our lives that brought that about, and you're going to try to teach us about whether Jesus is from God or not? Get out of here. We could do an entire separate podcast of stories about people who are in religious power but don't really believe, who are super threatened by rank and file folks who do believe and challenge them. This is not an interaction that's just stuck back here in John 9. This has happened throughout history. It continues to happen today, but we don't have time for that podcast right now. Verse 35, Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, do you believe in the Son of Man? The man answered. And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, you have seen him and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. 
Now this is a significant progression in this text. Back in verse 17, after the man was healed, he referred to Jesus merely as a prophet. Now, not only have the man's physical eyes been open, but his spiritual eyes are open, and he affirms that Jesus is the Son of Man, and he refers to him as Lord. This guy has been saved. And when Jesus says, you have seen him, referring to himself, you have seen me, the Son of Man, that's particularly cool because this man hasn't seen much. He just got his sight for the first time not long ago. Not only has he seen the truth with the eyes of his heart, but he has seen with his physical eyes, Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, the Lord. Verse 39, Jesus said, for judgment I came into this world that those who do not see may see and those who see may become blind. Now you might remember back in John 3 where Jesus says he didn't come into the world this first time to judge the world, rather to save the world. So this seems like it might contradict what Jesus said in John 3. He's not saying that he's doing the act of judging. Rather, he's referring to the idea that because he's here and because he's declaring this truth, it's going to set up a situation where there will be a verdict, even if it's not a judgment that he makes during his ministry during these 33 years of his first visit to earth. And that's true. If you followed us through John, he's been very black and white. The line is clearly drawn. And if you end up on one side of the line, being born again, trusting in Jesus, believing in his name, the verdict will be that you have life you'll be saved. You'll be forgiven. You'll have a place in heaven. But if you end up on the other side of the line, the verdict will be that you don't have life and you're not forgiven and you won't have a place set up for you in heaven. That's the kind of judgment that Jesus is talking about when he says that's why he came into the world. Verse 40, some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to him, are we also blind? And Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say, we see, your guilt remains. This is fascinating. As Paul will lay out further in the book of Romans, every person has been given what they need to see the truth about who God is. And so because we've all been given the ability to see to a degree means that by nature we are not just sinners but also guilty. And these Jewish leaders especially would say that they see. They know the truth about God better than anyone. In their own minds, there's no one on the planet who understands the truth about God better than them. They can see. But they're missing the whole point because their understanding of seeing is following Moses and being sons of Abraham. And actually that kind of seeing puts them in the category of spiritual blindness. Whereas the people who are open to receiving the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, one component of which requires them to understand themselves as spiritually blind, those people, because of the ministry and the truth of Jesus, will be made to see. Their guilt will be removed by faith. So this man born blind, who the Pharisees believe is a chief sinner as evidenced by his disability, ends up inheriting the righteousness of Christ and becoming a seer. While these Pharisees, Pharisees, who think their spiritual eyesight is better than anyone's, find themselves blind. The paradox of the gospel. Thank God for John chapter 9. I can't wait to meet this guy in heaven and hear more of this story. Come back again next time. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast airing on stations around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com.
We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.